You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly's Star Trek podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Fleet Admiral, Ben Knight. Hello, Ben. No, so the thing is, that's when I said to the Orion boy, um, no, listen, Spock, I said to the Orion boy, look, just climb down from that pole and uh, and then we'll have a talk about it. And he slid down it and that's when he got uh, his, his foot uh, somehow stuck down the, the front of my um, uniform pants, which was odd, don't you think? Fascinating. Yeah, I thought <laughs> Oh, uh, right, sorry, I would have got on with the show. Uh, hello, yes, yes, hello. Back, yes, hello, how are you? I, yeah. I wanted to say something, but I, I also want, I was torn between my desire to start the podcast and to also hear how that story was going to end, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just dismissed Spock. Yeah, that's Spock, you, you, you gotta go, buddy. Uh, we, mm. You can't hear us talk about this episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, yeah, because which... he's not seen it yet, he doesn't know what's going to happen, and <laughs> if we told him... <laughs> that's that's a suspense um, sting from actual original series. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are here to talk about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, season one, episode three, "Ghosts of Illyria," and uh, this show is definitely living up to the selling point that it is an episodic show, but the characters are serialized and we continue to learn more about the characters. And in fact, I maybe we're getting a little bit ahead of myself here, Ben. I don't know exactly what your thoughts are on this episode, but I feel like so far the best part of this show uh, going in one episode after another is seeing not only just the performances of the characters, but getting to learn more about them. It feels like, especially these last two episodes, it feels like the stories are almost secondary to serve the purpose of teaching us about who these people are, which I sort of like, I I feel like for me personally, this has sort of been like a Jurassic Park level of, like, well, as a horrible example, because those movies got significantly worse as they went on. But uh, for me, my first, my like, my favorite story has is still the first episode. And then my second favorite story has been the second episode. And my third favorite story has been this episode. Um the actual stories themselves have been fine, but the real shining parts of these stories have been learning about the characters, which have been far more interesting than the stories, which I think is still a pretty good thing. Um, but I'm wondering at what point they're going to marry them all together. Uh, yeah. Cause nothing has been quite as interesting from a character and story standpoint than the first episode, but that is just uh, one chief petty officer's opinion. And uh, I'm curious to know what you think of this episode, but before we do that, let's talk about what happened in episode three. Uh, 
The Enterprise is investigating the, dis- uh, the disappearance of a colony of Illyrians, a species that are banned from the Federation due to their genetic engineering. As an ion storm approaches, members of the away team beam back to the ship. However, they have contracted a virus that seems to cause them to be addicted to light. Number one has to reveal that she is actually an Illyrian, which explains why she is also immune to this disease. And a cure is uh, ultimately synthesized from her blood. Meanwhile, on the planet trapped in the storm, Pike and Spock determine that the colonists were attempting to reverse their genetic modifications so that they could join the Federation uh, when they may have created the virus that uh, transformed them into plasma-like beings who end up protecting Spock and Pike from the ion storm. Once everyone is cured, Pike and Spock return to the Enterprise, where number one attempts to resign, but Pike refuses. And number one later wonders whether he would have shown more prejudice if she had not helped save the crew. She learns that the virus got through the ship's automatic filter because Chief Medical Officer Mbenga is using outdated uh, an outdated transporter to hold his sick daughter in stasis until he can cure her condition. So all sorts of character things we've learned about in this episode, Ben. But what did you think of Ghosts of Illyria? So this is where um, the current writing team of Star Trek uh, of the of the various different streams, various different brands, yeah, um, are, are simultaneously brilliant and a little annoying because mm-hmm. there is an obsession on um, all of the new Trek shows. It seems to me to to try and pull as many. It's not even Easter eggs at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Um, sort of strands of things have accumulated over the years of of Trek being absent uh, from from television. That is, um, yeah. into into canon into into television. And so, if you are a reader of the extended media of uh, of Star Trek, you will have known since, depending on how far you go back. Um, I'm told as far back as 1988, but certainly since the Discovery um, novel Desperate Hours, um, you will know already about um, uh, the the fact that number one was an Illyrian. That wasn't a revelation to anyone mm-hmm. watching um, this this episode who's been reading the book since the 80s. I think the first time it appeared, I, a quick Google, first time it appears, 1988, Vulcan's Glory. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a DC Fontana uh, book. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, one of the original writers. Indeed. Um, so it's always been intended, it seems, from those who were, you know, actively involved in producing the original show that number one would be an Illyrian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's not. It, it's a little bit odd that in this story, I think I, I don't know. I guess if you if you had no idea of that at all. That must have been a big kind of <gasps> moment. I should have saved the sound effect for that, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, I mean, like but, me, I, I didn't know that, but I also didn't gasp when it happened. Right. I, I, I kind, of, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? A little well. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here you've got this kind of um, one of the sort of three versions of, of old style track. You've got the one where you've got one character and one um, 
uh, main plot or often morality tale or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's version one. You've got the other one where it's literally two character plots, which were a bit rare in the original series, more common in things like DS9, actually. Yes. Um, when they or, or Voyager did a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got one where it's got two main plots. And this was sort of, although we, I guess, I, I suppose it depends on how you view the number one being an Illyrian thing as to whether that was a main plot as well. I suppose it kind of was over the course of it. Mm -hmm. You've got the stuff that's going on on the planet, which was sort of largely to get um, uh, Pike and Spock out of the way so that there was a reason why we were seeing much more of the other characters. Yes. Um, you had the, I guess the character plot in there was probably Dr. Mbanga's, um sort of a slightly odd, slightly ham-fisted uh, bit of uh, story in there. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there were quite a lot of things going on. What I did find is that uh, I, there were so many um, slightly kind of shoehorned in um, bits of sort of fan service that occasionally it was a bit distracting. Um, mm -hmm. I, I watched it a second time so that those things that I'd noticed the first time were kind of, you know, I no longer had the reaction. To, yeah. They oh, already exist for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and it depends how nerdy you are, but um, sure. my favorite one that I didn't spot was the one that somebody um, found on the internet of um, the skull on the thing behind Mbenger in sickbay is in exactly the same place as where Bones had his in sickbay. Huh. Um, just sort of random sort of stuff like Little that. Little tiny um, nods. Yeah. Yeah, just sort of bits of silly. And we saw a bit of Spock's green blood as well, didn't we? We haven't seen that we for a while. We did, yes. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, the Lower Decks fans will have quite clearly got off on the junior officers' quarters in this episode, <laughs> which is good because, you know, we just don't often see that, do we? No, um, we don't. So there's all of that sort of stuff going on. Um, there's obviously the the um, the whole thing with Lan and, and what have you. But despite all of these sort of bits uh, on balance this episode didn't didn't really do much for me in terms of being a standout episode it was visually uh, another cracker absolutely um, you know it, it's uh it, it's a such a good looking show um and you know and i said before it'd be so easy to get the aesthetic wrong uh, mm -hmm. but they, they've nailed it um, there's some great performances in here. Uh, we've got a strong cast in in this show. I mean, that's for sure. Uh, the only actor I have to say I'd, I kind of struggled to believe at times during this episode was Doctor Mbanga. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure if that's just because because they were trying to shoehorn that plot in, and it it just felt. <clears throat> I mean, there are basically two scenes in which that pl plot becomes in any sense relevant. One was the bit where he's flicking the light switch. Um, and the, the and obviously you've then got the the reveal uh, towards the end of the episode, so you know it is what it was. The Ghost of Illyria sort of main plot, I suppose, um, again was more of a vehicle to to get us to learn about the other um, the other plots. It wasn't really a main story. I did Not get a little really, bit worried yeah. when I saw an impending iron storm, and I thought, oh fucking hell, are we going to the mirror universe again? <laughs> uh, fortunately, we were not. No, um, because as you will know, listen, that's, that's usually the device that they like to use. Yeah. Um, so you know, we didn't learn a great deal about the augments. We had a, a cute scene, you know, with with the, the log entry, which was similar to Cisco's. Um, and uh, uh, God, what was the episode called? Doctor Bashir, I presume. I think. Was yes. The episode title on DS Nine. Yep. Um, you know, so it's a great episode. 
It really is, yeah. I noticed that they're gradually sneaking in more and more of the old sound effects into this as well, which is fun. Same. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm a big sound effect nerd with Star Trek, and I, I love the fact that... So I think in this week's one, the most prominent one... There were others, but I think the most prominent one was the... Um, uh, the, 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 the phaser sound... Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. When she, when she stuns Hammer, mm-hmm. um, that's they've they've cut that right back to. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually one of the original sound effects. Uh, it may have been, yeah. Library they've used, yeah. Um, so you know, and of course we had the person in the pattern butter trope, which has now been I'm going to almost say done to death in Star Trek, actually. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's always brought us bigger things in other episodes. In this episode, depending on how emotionally attached you are to Mbenga, mm-hmm. it either brings you a big thing or it doesn't. Um, yeah, I so, mean, this this wasn't big, but it was no. insightful. Like, I now know something very yeah. important about this person. Yeah, and I'm, we're now getting, or I don't know, we're, so we're, we're three episodes in, and mm-hmm. I feel like I already know more about the crew of this Enterprise than I've learned in um, all of Discovery so far. In four seasons, yeah. Career. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I, I like Hammer. I, th- I think he's um, he's written a little bit clumsy, but I, I quite enjoy that. Yeah, a um, little bit. Nurse Chapel, they've, they've scaled it down, which is exactly what we hoped they would do. Um, number one continues to, to, to be quite the driver of, uh, of, of things on board, which... Again, I suspect if they're following the pattern that it looks like they're going to follow, she's going to be slightly more backseat in the next episode. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've tried to figure out how they're doing it. They're sort of bringing someone in, bringing them to the front, focus, focus, not dropping them out completely in the episode, next episode, but making them part of the subplot. Um, yeah. And then they sort of disappear a bit whilst they bring in, you know, there's kind of a sort of wave going through them. Yes. Um, I, following that pattern, prediction should be that our transport chief is probably going to be more significant in the next episode. Um, That'll be interesting. Yeah, there was somebody else who I thought, oh, they're probably next then. Um, uh, Ortegas, maybe? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good chance of that, actually. Um, and, and again, you know, here for all of it, I, I think seeing some of the grumbles on... Um, on the internet about this episode, mm-hmm. uh, they seem to be coming from the you know the people who are looking for Goldilocks track, um, where oh, I'm sick of things that have a story arc that takes you know two seasons. Oh, I just want to go back to episodic Star Trek, and then those same people are going, oh, "This is too episodic." Um, yeah, there's, this thing's happened and it doesn't mean anything by the end of it. No, it's too self-contained. Yes, absolutely, and and it's a really difficult balance because, of course, television has moved on. Not even just since the original series, but since you know next gen, since yeah. Voyager. Yeah. Um, and those shows so, were those shows were more episodic than people remember, oh, yeah. but they definitely had their share of of two parters. I mean, DS Nine is a different beast altogether. Mm-hmm. Like they did do arcs, but the way they weaved them through twenty four episode season was different. Yeah. Voyager then, is the closest analog to to this format, yeah. Um, because we know what the, the the large arc is, and we know there's a couple of you know multi parters in there. But basically, mm-hmm. it's a you know it's a one and done type type show, yeah. Um, which I mean, Enterprise started as one thing, became another. Yeah. Um, this show yeah. is much more akin to original series, but yeah. um, with. Yeah. You know, I think you're right. It's a little more Voyager-esque. Kind of Voyager-y, yeah. yeah. Which is weird, because the one place that... um, I mean, obviously, because of timelines, that would be difficult, but the one place they're not particularly pulling um, 
sort of nods from or, or even sort of pulling on tropes is Enterprise, um, mm. which of course makes sense chronologically in, in the Star Trek universe. But um, it's a little bit, I, I'm going to just slightly say, just a little bit too much of it, maybe. Just yeah. perhaps just leave Enterprise alone a bit. I know that they want to, and I, they've said in interviews that they're, you know, slightly obsessed with Enterprise and, and sort mm-hmm. of anchoring it more firmly into canon which I totally get sure. because Enterprise is kind of the poor relation I'm a, uh, um, I'm a little oh. surprised that I mean I don't know what Jolene Blaylock is doing these days but I'm a little surprised that one of these shows haven't tried to bring her in as like an older mm. version of T'Pol or, or something I know you couldn't do that with every character from that show no but well it's almost exactly the thing I was going to come to which is mm. not in this season but I'm going to guess in season 2 that's when we'll start seeing at least one Enterprise cast member, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm kind of here for that, actually. Um, yeah. And I think we'll probably also see... I, I think we may get you know further use of transport buffers, unfortunately, but there you go. Um, <laughs> it's always a possibility. Or we'll see, and this might be shitting the bed, therefore it might be a later season, uh, we might see uh, a bit of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey section. Um, sure. Uh, so whatever it is I, I suspect we're, we're going to start seeing you know some of that stuff and yeah. again I'm, I'm not against it but I think what they ought to keep doing and I, I see no sign that they're going to do anything else is is trust this format because this format works I, I could do with just a bit more I could do with some better A plots I won't lie mm-hmm. um, I didn't massively care about this A plot and I couldn't tell if that's because I kind of Illyrianed out already as a combination of um, non-canon, including Star Trek Online, of course. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell if it was that or whether it just wasn't a very interesting a plot. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it it's not quite in. I think one of the things I liked about the original Star Trek was it's it was kind of a romp at its best. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, there were episodes were just completely fucking mental um, oh, lots of those had horrendous pacing had plots that made no sense whatsoever especially as uh, the show went on oh and got God, yes. deeper into the 60s and 70s yes uh, there, was a, there, was, there was a lot of people not just microdosing <laughs> but you know dosing um, I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure involved in that but yeah I mean at its best it was it was a romp it was a space romp mm-hmm. and like, don't get me wrong, I don't want to see that every week because that way um, Madness Lies and other shows have, have failed as a result of it. Sure. But um, I would just like to see uh, just a, an A-plot where you kind of think, I didn't really learn much about other people this week. Um, but, but boy, that was fun. I, I was here. Yeah, yeah and, and do you know what? Th- the best thing, the best way of doing that is to throw in the people who, you know, because the Starfleet officers, we're going to learn more about them when they're doing their job yes um you know don't make the discovery mistake of going hang on there's an important bit of action going on to go on across this episode therefore we'll just have the same first two characters in it let's let's see some other people in there sure i agree um i i like this episode but for you know for you know kind of like for the similar reasons well the things that i said earlier but also because of what you said it wasn't really the a plot like everything story-wise that sort of happened it's any star trekky things that sort of happened in this episode were really just done to 
this was, you know, a, a learning about our bridge crew episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who who are these people? We learned a little bit. You know, if you didn't read the novels, like I, I didn't. Uh, you know, I don't. I know next to nothing about uh, number one. And uh, obviously, we're not going to know anything about the the characters that are brand new to the show that have been created for this show. So I think it's important to do that too. And uh, you know, what's really interesting to me is this is not something I expected going into this show. But uh, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a prequel, uh, and a- as was Discovery, and Discovery answered its question by sending. Uh, spoiler alert by sending its crew into the future basically what is this ship why is there no mention of this like this technologically advanced thing that we don't see anything of like all these other people spock has kind of a surrogate sister that he never mentions like why like all of this weird out of canon stuff and they solve they essentially solve that problem by doing what they did um and they've set up another interesting issue here but a different kind of different issue here this uh this is a weird straightaway but if you're a cinema geekly listener there's a there's a chance you might be uh i don't know what the the venn diagram is here but there's a possibility you might be listening to the better call saul podcast that we do Mm -hmm. and that show is also a prequel uh but it's a tremendous show it's a great show and it's not really relying on the idea of, well, we know like where these characters end up um, because some of them we do, right? Like with this show, we know what happens to Pike. We know what happens to Spock. We know what happens to like a, an Uhura, for example. Um, and even like a character like Mbenga, we sort of know because he's a character that appears sometimes in the original series. But um, what Saul did is they introduced new characters who were, in fact, incredible that don't appear in Breaking Bad. And the entire joy and mystery around that show, outside of the fact that it's a very well-made show, is what happens to these people? What is their story? Because they're not there later on. So what happens to them? And I... They're doing a very good job of introducing and and beginning to develop these characters. And some of these are characters that, like, we do see, like Mbenga uh, and Chapel. Chapel's not surprising. Chapel seems to essentially be in the same role, except maybe she gets commissioned at some point uh, to, yeah. to join Starfleet. So we sort of know. But Mbenga is kind of the chief medical officer, but not in TOS. Like what happens? How is he not the, Ooh. does he get demoted? Do we find out what happens to him? Uh, you know, obviously number one is number one, but she's not on TOS. What happens to her? What happens to hammer? He's obviously not the chief engineer for TOS. What happens to some of these characters or They're teaching us about all of these characters. And to me, like, I feel like they're setting themselves up for something great, or it could be, uh, horribly bad because I don't want you to create a bunch of characters that are uh, well outlined and, and colored in and I I get to know them and like them and then you're just like and one day they disappeared like I don't want that but is like I can't help but wonder is that the direction this show is is going towards is there 
And and I can't think about it. We're, hmm. we're not short of of that many um, sort of character introductions now, are we? So right. I was just looking through. So the, the major characters, obviously, you've got Pike, you've got Spock, you've got uh, Number One, you've hmm. got Uhura. So all ticks so far, I think, for me in terms of, I feel like we know who they are. Yeah. Uh, Lan Ninian Singh probably do with a little bit more from her because we we kind of know. <laughs> we know that she's a, a, a feisty one with an ancestor at the moment. That's largely all we know, I suppose. Yeah, um, very guarded. But as you say, Erica Ortegas, like we've had a bit of introduction. We've she's been very, very present, but we haven't seen. Yeah, we kind of know her personality much. a little bit, but yeah, which 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 I enjoyed that interaction with the the first um, symptomatic crewman uh, in this episode <laughs> yes like uh, i i just enjoyed that in the same way they open on the last episode that line about like um, maybe this is something you want to do in your quarters <laughs> i thought she was prepared to just walk past him as well yes um, but then you got uh, so dr mbango maybe this was his um introduction type episode i'm not sure um mm. hammer Again, we know about his character, but we haven't really seen much of it. And then I, I don't think we're going to see Adrian Holmes back too frequently, but if, if we are going to see Admiral April, then so be it. Yeah. And then all you've got left really after that is Chief Kyle, um, the transporter chief. So yeah. really, there are three, assuming we take the Admiral out. There are Sam three, Kirk. Um, oh, and of course, Sam Kirk, who has been noticeable in his absence, actually. Yes. Um, so, okay, so there, yeah, there are three, possibly four characters who, by episode three, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I know enough about. Yes. In terms of characters I know pretty much nothing about, I think you can even bring that down to maybe two. Mm-hmm. We don't know, again, other than ancestors and relatives, we don't know much about Sam Kirk yet. Yep. Um, and we don't really know anything about... Um, uh, uh, about Kyle, I suppose. Oh, about Kyle. I mean, oh, for the, sure. Yeah, yeah. So the the other two though that I mentioned there, Ortegas and um, and Lan Nilian Singh. I mean, mm-hmm. we we know a bit about them already. Um, so yeah. we, I mean, I think that's that's fantastic. Compare and contrast that to you know the the gripe I had in every single episode of Discovery in the last season. Yeah, and even at times um, before that, Picard. Oh well, yeah, yeah. And, and Picard as well to start with, not season two necessarily, but before that, um, there's there's way more going on here that feels like they're trying to settle us in with this crew. And yeah, given that um, I don't know how long this has been commissioned for, I'm, I haven't seen it's anything too, particularly reliable. It's it's definitely two seasons right now. Like they announced a second yeah. season because they announced spoiler. They announced a casting for a James Kirk. So uh, that character will appear in the second season. But yeah, I mean, I suspect we'll get five seasons. I think they might actually try and do the five year mission. Um, it's possible. Because... I mean, we already know that we're through some of it, right? I, mm. According to some sources I've seen, this places the show like only three years before where no man has gone before. Um, which, you yeah. know, if you're doing one season, one year, that would only be three seasons but you know who who knows for sure i mean you can compress time and things like that as well um into like one season doesn't have to equal one year but when it comes to character development you're talking about how much we already know about some of these characters and we already know a little bit about some others and very few that we know nothing about this season's not even half over yet there's exactly there are still seven more episodes they're like on a very good like it really does seem like they are on a mission to be like you need to know these people 
and we are going to we're going to teach you about these characters uh and they're doing a pretty good job like i'm not uh, some of them i'm not on a level where it's like i know about them but i can't say like oh i'm very uh uh, engaged in this character or that character, but there are a few of them where I can see like this, this could end up happening. Like I might, uh, I might really end up relating to or liking some of like this character or others. Uh, I mean, it's did sort of cheating. How, how I was going to say did, on the subject of that, do you notice how, um, very, very young the, uh, landing party was for the most part? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's three of them who, um, well, there's two of them in particular who I'd be surprised if they were older than about 22. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got another two of them who are definitely, I'm going to say, late twenties, and then like token old guy, well, not old, but yeah, like in Pike. His, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I mean the, the rest of the landing. Oh, crew. the rest of the crew, yeah. landing crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a bit, a bit red shirt heavy as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, that, I mean, that had me wondering. We're going to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they were like, you know, what are you doing, Lieutenant? Name's not important enough to remember right now. And I'm like, uh oh, that guy might die. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, mate. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he did um, though. I think he made it out. No, no. Uh, well, he he made it out, and then he smashed his head through a light, wasn't it? That is guy? true. I think that was uh, Ensign, whatever your name is. Yeah. yeah. Ensign, no one cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, but that, that's good. You know, it just shows that they're, um, you know, well, they're following one of the old cliches of Star <laughs> indeed, Trek, but indeed not they doing are. it in a way that's cringeworthy. Sure. Um, but it, it is interesting to me that they have, um, you, you know, that they're, they're, they're setting it up for what feels like a proper run rather than... It does. You know, like, say, Picard or, or, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I mean, so this isn't my favorite but they are doing a thing that I that I've wanted the other Trek shows to do, and so far, it's even even Laan Noonien Singh, who is supposed yeah. to be a more guarded and maybe not as portrayed as an as likable character, is still kind of likable. And like I, I don't see characters on this show that are like uh, that could be an annoying character or that person's kind of uh, prickly or you know and not in like the uh, bones or kind of early Stamets kind of way of like enduringly prickly, uh, but like early Stamets was an asshole. He, he really was uh, <laughs> going on that going on that mushroom trip. Really, really mellowed him out. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so far, everybody is pretty likable, and yeah, I don't know. There's just there's something to the chemistry of this show. Even even this, which felt like a bit of a weaker story episode, I still walked away being pretty happy. Like the first episode really blew me away, and they haven't matched up to that yet from a story standpoint since then. But I I can't say I've been upset. Like I've I've enjoyed it. So uh, any final thoughts on episode three? And what would you give it? No final thoughts. Um, I would give it a uh, two and three quarters, which sounds oh, wow. harsh. That is harsh. well. I was going to say a three, but actually I'm just remembering it's out of five. And mm-hmm. was it significantly greater than what I would hope would be average for the season? Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, so as it stands, that's that's its score for me. I uh, I landed with a three and a quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. I did I did think this was good. Um, I I think I'm just uh, you know this could be uh, you know th- this could be sort of like my Star Wars Episode Seven phase where 
uh, like, no, this was not as good as um, episodes two or one of the show. But I, I'm just happy to see Star Trek doing this kind of storytelling with this kind of character development again. Even if it wasn't the best, this is easily the weakest uh, episode so far. But even that, I, I found it to still be good or slightly above good. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I know yours is sort of like, yours is sort of uh, wavering between like slightly above average and good. But yeah, um, th- yeah, this is where that one sort of landed for me. And I'm pretty soft on this episode. Like, this wasn't like a very, uh, a very stern score on my part. But uh, sure. a lot of it is really just. Uh, hanging with I I just sort of really even if I'm not going to be super happy with exactly where the characters go later on I'm just sort of happy to see them focusing we've got characters so much yeah yeah um in in a sense like I you know that's where that Saul analogy came from I'm like if this show is not careful I'm gonna start wanting to know what happens to all of these people before the original series starts and I'm gonna need explanations because you can't just take characters I care about and just pretend like they don't exist anymore like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna call need to know. straight away their explanations are ready and they will be with us before we hit the end of this show ah okay interesting yeah. okay well the thing is you wouldn't set out to make strange new worlds without answers to the questions that yeah. are inevitable at the end of it so i would hope so they'll, yeah. they'll have a plan i have mm-hmm. faith in that okay everybody uh so that is the podcast for this week head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show uh, of course as a listener supported podcast there are a couple of different ways you can help out there we have a patreon patreon.com slash cinemageekly we have the uh, merchandise store um merchandising <laughs> merchandising geeklymerch.com that is the web address, geeklymerch.com. The links for those are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about more Strange New Worlds, Season 1, Episode 4, called Memento Mori. Memento Mori.